This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. A massive game in Jacksonville this week. How many times has that sentence been uttered? Not many, but no. there is a biggie. During the regular season, at least. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Someone who will be there will be Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider. Jeff, it's Carlin, it's Joe. Uh, before we get to the game, I want to start here. Uh, a new food item was brought to my attention that is available at Lincoln Financial Field this year. Called yeah, cannoli. It's called cannoli nachos. Here's what it is, Jeff. Uh, cannoli nacho chips topped with Valhrona chocolate, whipped ricotta, diced strawberries, strawberry pearls, pistachio dust, caramel sauce, espresso dirt, topped with huh. micro mint, lemon, and donut sugar. Yes or no, huh. Jeff? <sighs> A lot of those ingredients sounded awesome. I'm okay with turning what is normally a... Uh, a typical appetizer into a dessert. Uh, 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 the Choco Taco, for instance. Big fan. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have to know more about the nachos. Yeah. Uh, I have to know that those are truly going to complement the dessert-like toppings and not merely taste like a tortilla chip. Okay, it just struck me, Jeff, that you weigh roughly 110 pounds, and you probably haven't had a carbohydrate since 2005. Uh, so why did I ask you this true. question? <laughs> don't, don't hold my uh, genetics, uh, my genetic disposition against me, okay? doesn't mean I eat great. In fact, I just pounded a Yoo-Hoo. When's the last time you had a Yoo-Hoo, Carlin? <laughs> wow, that's a good question. Yoo-Hoo. Yoo-Hoo. I swear, I swear to you, I just had a Yoo-Hoo in an old-school can. Uh, and uh, and look, that had probably 67 grams of sugar, so save it. Well, okay? listen, so what we're, we're saying talk is about... Jeff Darlington, fat guy trapped in a skinny guy's body. Oh, please. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. People who try to sell that crap to me. I mean, come on. Oh, poor me. I'm trapped in a skinny guy's body. I just have a genetically fantastic metabolism. Well, oh, so you sorry. Know, you're one of those, oh, you're one of those health shamers. I get it. I get it. He, he's one of those fat okay, guy trapped in a fat guy's body. Doesn't mean you have to blame the rest of us. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think about that uh, that that uh, that dessert nacho deal? I have a strong take in that. I fear that um, too often we as Americans try to take yeah. awesome things. Right. that are individually awesome and then slam them right. together and assume it's going to make it doubly or triply awesome. And right. a lot of times it doesn't work. What about it don't you like, though? Uh, listen, you're right on the Chaco Taco. He's That's... upset that he doesn't have it right now. No, I'm not upset, upset that about. I don't have it right now. No, I, I get it. I, listen. I, I'm not, I don't sense that you're repulsed. I sense that you're, you're weary of their... They're, they're overthinking it. I, I would agree, especially when I see ingredients like pistachio dust, espresso the dirt. The lemon thing threw me off. The, yeah. When you said lemon, I thought, wow, that doesn't grow great, great, that doesn't go great with caramel. Yeah. Let, really let's throw all of these flavors at you. It's bound to be awesome. <laughs> Not to mention, let's be honest, uh, while I have great respect for the stadium uh, food vendors, I don't view them like the same guys like when you're watching the bear 
and you see them delicately assembling a dessert. Like, yes. I don't think... They're not screaming, like, yes, chef, at each other. Outstanding point. <laughs> right. All right, let's get to yeah. some football, Jeff. You are going to be in Jacksonville for the Chiefs and Jaguars this week. First of all, what are you hearing about Travis Kelsey's status for Sunday? I, I Look, I don't really, at this point, I, I'm, I don't really care what I hear from the team. I just cannot imagine Travis Kelsey given how close he was even trying to give it a go this past week, not being out there this week, especially after seeing uh, what the receiving core looked like without him. You, I mean, not only that, I've got to imagine that him and Patrick are looking at each other like, let's, let's go take this thing over. Um, so to me, we'll, we'll, look, we'll see. Uh, an injury is an injury. If he can't play, so be it. But to me, uh, I would say that for a guy who just missed his first game in years – I would I would be think it's highly unlikely for him to miss another one. Kelsey wasn't the only chief star that missed week one. Chris Jones was out as well, albeit over a contract dispute. That dispute has been resolved. So now that we're entering week two, what do you think the workload looks like for Jones in this matchup? Well, look, I think the, the beautiful part for the Chiefs with the way that that deal got structured, which which to me was a massive win for the Chiefs. I mean, he's still on a one-year deal, just incentivized. Uh, I mean, if every team could do that and have their contract holdouts end like that, look, Chris Jones is now going to have to earn his money, which is exactly what you want a player to have to do. So to me, not only are you going to have a guy that you can put on a full workload, you've got a guy who's going to come to you and say, I want to be in there every single play. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter joining us. Uh, Jeff, when you look at the Jaguars, what would a win mean in the big picture for Jacksonville this week? I, you know, I think they already have pretty high expectations. To me, a win will more, than, more likely open the eyes of perhaps the national perspective on the Jaguars more so than it will internally. I, I don't think that to them, being in this game or winning this game will be that much of a surprise. Will it be an obvious boost in week two to knock off the defending champs yes of course for any team in the nfl but the idea that this would be like this moment where the jaguars internally feel like wow we're for real uh i believe that trevor lawrence and calvin ridley for instance already have that team believing that you know, as we look around the rest of the NFL, the big story this week was obviously the Aaron Rodgers injury and what the Jets could do to replace him should it not work out well with Zach Wilson. Carlin and I have been kicking around the idea of calling Minnesota to check in on Kirk Cousins. His deal's up at the end of the year. Now they're 0-2. 2-5 uh, and yeah. looks very reasonable with the Niners and the Chiefs on the schedule coming up. The Chargers are the next matchup. That won't be an easy one. Do you think Minnesota would be open to something like that? I don't think so. I, like. I don't really know where this one came from. Uh, I know well, it came from us, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we were shotgunning it all over the place. This? Yeah, it was earlier in the week we were talking about this as a possibility. Joe brought it up. But here's the idea, Jeff. If he's going to be gone after this year anyway, he can earn some – if he goes to the Jets and can stabilize the situation where they have a legit chance, why isn't this not a win-win for everybody involved? Well, maybe, but first it requires compensation from the Jets. I mean, they would have to be, first of all, from, just from a reporting standpoint, I can tell you right now they are not, like, considering right now. I understand mm-hmm. what you're saying, though. If, if they are, 
considerable prospects, but Zach Wilson isn't playing great. I understand all of a sudden everything can change in terms of their perspective. I I, I don't know that it's that easy. I, I like I don't know that Kirk Cousins can just walk into a team midseason, pick up the system, and immediately succeed. And that's probably the biggest reason why the Jets are now looking at Zach Wilson saying he's our best chance to win. Um, I'm not opposed to the idea of thinking outside of the box, and I would argue that the Jets should be doing exactly that. But I, I just don't think acquiring a, a franchise quarterback midseason is necessarily the answer for a team, by the way, that at some point we'll probably have to say if it's not going well, like we're just going to have to really think about once again next year when Aaron Rodgers is back. I know it's maybe a loser's mentality, but you don't want to you don't want to mortgage everything when it comes to draft picks, and I don't know how much it would cost just to try to get into the dance this year. I don't know. Maybe that's a maybe that's kind of a like I said loser's mentality though. I don't think that's a loser's mentality at all. It's spoken like a guy who would question a dessert that's emerging from Lincoln yeah. Financial Field what, and might not I necessarily make is, sense for everyone. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> what, what I'm trying to say is that I'm just bringing rational perspective to, you know. To Why your, are we interested in that? <laughs> to, to a wildly scolding hot take. <laughs> I, I, you guys, so you guys brought it up. You guys started this whole thing because I saw it on Get Up this morning and I – I figured Greeny, I know Greeny well enough that he mm-hmm. probably saw, you guys said it, and said, ooh, that's fun. We yeah, like to consider ourselves the, uh, we like to consider ourselves the tastemakers at ESPN. You guys are the, you guys are, you guys are the, uh, the test kitchen. Yeah, we're the test kitchen. <laughs> and now all I can think about is you who that's, <laughs> that's all I can gotta, think about. Hey, you, you gotta, you gotta get one. I, look, I took a picture and sent it to my wife because I was so excited. She destroyed me she sent all sorts of it apparently it is all uh what's the bad stuff the sugar the the, or the syrup the uh i can't remember what fructose it's or it's something like that no yeah fructose high yeah. fructose corn syrup and water is like all it is but let me tell you if you can get past that it was <laughs> delicious it was refreshing it was tasty it was just wonderful Number Attaboy. one, I won't have a problem getting past that. And secondly, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I looked at an ingredient on anything. And secondly, I yeah. find it funny that I am health shaming you and your wife is fat shaming you at the same time. <laughs> Meanwhile, look, you basically look. resemble a male Instagram model. <laughs> I'm projecting. You know, isn't it? I mean, it, it is hard to keep up, you know? It is hard. Yeah. Hard. <laughs> you know, like, what am I supposed to do? I get it. Uh, you know, I got this nice TV gig on ESPN. Yeah. You know, I Listen. got a nice slender figure, mm-hmm. you know, reasonable, <laughs> reasonable face, albeit punchable. And what? And all she does is just nags, nags, nags. Tells me the ingredients in the yuhu. Like I don't know, it's not good for me. <laughs> You know what else is not good for you? Using the word nag anytime, anytime ever. She, look, she, look, look, all due respect, she's not listening right now. <laughs> she's got some other stuff on her plate today. She's yeah. got no idea what I actually do. Jeff, that's, that's awesome. Enjoy Jacksonville. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL Insider, joining us. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Listen, we told you about the one and the zero and one teams that cannot afford to lose this weekend, but there's another team that could be zero and two and frankly still win the Super Bowl without a problem. We're going to tell you why and who next on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. He's got another. I think he's going to eclipse Tom Brady as the goal. He never missed against a defense that was absolutely spectacular. Worry about legacy and winning rings more than making money at this moment. Patrick Mahomes, the greatest quarterback on planet Earth. No arguing that. Certainly not right now. It's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, but the Chiefs, you cannot argue also that they do not miss some receivers now. It's very clear, and we've talked so much about how Mahomes makes everybody else around him better, and he absolutely does. But, Joe, it feels like this is starting to catch up with him a little bit, that when they let people like Tyreek Hill go in trades, that maybe they haven't replaced him in the best way possible for the long term. They got through it, obviously, last year. Travis Kelsey covers up a lot of mistakes, but at the same time, Sky Moore hasn't exactly panned out so far. Justin Ross, or we, what about Rasheed Rice? We don't know what these guys are. And at some point, Mahomes does need playmakers to help him, at least guys who are better than serviceable. Without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. A lot of these, 
I'm not going to call this a dynasty, but if you want to call it a dynasty, whatever. But when well, they're knocking on runs, the door of it, yeah. Right. When these runs occur, a team that is just at the top of its game for an extended period of time, there's a confluence of events that have to occur for that to take place. And, and one of those is a very successful window of evaluating and assembling talent, whether it be through the draft or free agency. You hit on some key draft picks. You hit on some key signings. The coaching staff you have in place is the right one. You stay healthy, and boom, you put it all together. You give yourself an opportunity, and the Chiefs have not only given themselves great opportunity, they've seized great opportunity in the process. But it's impossible to sustain all of that. It's impossible to always be healthy, to always have great contracts, to always do great jobs in free agency in the draft. And then as you start to miss, you start to see things take a step back. Just the natural evolution of the sport. It's very competitive. The Golden State Warriors are a great example of this. In the early run of that dynasty, you had that core three group of Steph, Clay, Draymond. Young, healthy, and talented. But they were also surrounded by a lot of great role players. Sean Livingston was there. Leandro Barbosa. Mo Buckets. Uh, Andre Iguodala when he was with the team. You bring in Andrew Wiggins. You had a lot of success. But over the last few years, as it started to slide, the vets have gotten older. They've sustained some injuries, most notably Clay Thompson. And then they've missed on some picks. You know, the Jonathan Kaminga pick, the Moses Moody pick, the James Wiseman pick at number two overall. Some of the free agent signings aren't necessarily working, and you wonder, well, why aren't they competing at the highest level? It's, it's difficult. Other teams are on the rise. So as your competition gets better, and as you miss occasionally with some draft picks and some signings, you find yourself taking a step back. There's nothing wrong with it. It happens to everybody. But that's what we might be seeing with the Chiefs right now, and yeah. I think that's what you're alluding to. It is, and it it. It's funny because I don't worry at all about Kansas City, even if they lose this week. Even even with that being the problem, like I need to see more in disappointment and, and not playing up to the level that they need to for me to be convinced that they are going to get, you know, that they're on the precipice of getting a knockout punch for this year. But I, at the same time, uh, acknowledge what they are lacking. And I wonder, like... It's going to come up next week, but nobody's really going to buy into the discussion around the Chiefs that they're in big trouble if they go to 0-2. I, I don't think anybody's, like, we'll have the discussion, get up, we'll have the discussion, but they will not be an 0-2 team that I'm remotely concerned about at that point. So I'm bringing up the schedule right now, and if you find yourself at 0-2 after losing to Jacksonville, you'd be hosting Chicago. Right. Very winnable. Then yep. you find yourself in New York to take on the Jets, then in Minnesota to take on the Vikings, hosting the Broncos, hosting the Chargers, at the Broncos, hosting the Dolphins, bye week. It's not that yep. bad. No. It's not that bad. There's a lot of winnable games there, and I think that to your point, we have seen so much of the improbable become possible with Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, you wouldn't doubt them in an 0-2 hole. I mean, we saw them getting blown out by the Houston Texans in the playoffs. They stormed back and erased like a 28-point deficit in, I don't know, 12 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then they had the lead at the half. You know, Tennessee the following week came and took a big lead on them. They came back and stopped Tennessee. We've seen it so often from them. And the way they just casually came back and took out Philadelphia in the second half of the Super Bowl, in which they had four possessions and scored on all four of them. 24 points on four possessions in the second half to beat the Eagles in a tight game. You're never going to doubt them. You're never going to doubt them. They need to be mathematically out before you rule them out. 
Yeah, and I'll take it a step further. Based on what you just gave with the schedule, they go one and three. I could see them finishing before the break six and three. I could see go. them rattling off five in a row if they were to somehow lose to the Jets in New York. I could absolutely see that. But here's the other interesting part of this, Joe. What is the discussion around the Jaguars if they win this game? Ooh. I know you're very excited about it. You have been pro-Jaguar since yeah. before this season started. I, you, you know, what, very I, high you know when I really started to become pro-Jaguar? When was that? I did the I did this game last year in Week 11 in Kansas City, mm. and Chiefs won that game, and they won it they won it relatively easily. But there were a lot of things that I saw with the Jaguars that I liked a lot, and most of them came from the quarterback. Now, you are right; the offensive line's a problem, but I'm very high on Jacksonville. I'm just curious what you think the discussion will be because. At 2-0, and I think the Jags are going to have a chance to have the top seed in the AFC. I think it starts with the, are the Jaguars for real, slash, are the Jaguars elite or uh, legitimate contenders for the Super Bowl? Yeah. At which point you'd see them at 2-0. and They went to the playoffs last year, won a playoff game, hung tight in Kansas City, but weren't able to close them out. I think you'd have to start talking about whether or not they're legit. You trust the head coach right out of the gate. Doug Peterson's won before. Mm-hmm. And he immediately took a dumpster fire situation that Urban Meyer left him and turned him into a playoff team. So clearly the guy knows how to coach. Trevor Lawrence, in the eyes of many, a very legitimate franchise quarterback. And they put so many weapons around him that you know this team is going to be capable of scoring. First game out, they went to Indianapolis and they hung damn near 30, right? So we got a situation here where I think a lot of people would be taking him serious. Not only that, they're in one of the softest divisions in the NFL. And the best way to get to the postseason is to win your own division. And that guarantees you at the very least one home playoff game, which if you win that, now all of a sudden you're in the divisional round and you're cooking. So, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of hype around them. People like you, there are, there are a handful of you out there that really liked them coming into the season. You win this game, though, this is a big statement game. This is where you tell people you've arrived when you start knocking off the big boys during the regular season. Jaguars are ready to compete for a Super Bowl. I Firmly believe that. What I saw last year was true growth, and it might be coming quickly, but look at all of the factors around it. They are right there. Unless they come up against a team with a devastating pass rush, Joe, everybody has got real problems on the offensive line. Find me one. There's maybe one or two teams that don't have problems, and one of them played last night in the Eagles, right? I, I don't see anybody that doesn't have real issues, so... They are right there. They are absolutely ready to contend for the Super Bowl. You buy it or not? Making a run this year is not going to surprise me. I would say it's one year away. I think they're one year away in which this is a year they win the division. They understand how to handle a full regular season, much like they did last year. They get to the playoffs. They handle their business in one, maybe two games. They find themselves in a great situation, but they go through that learning experience of going down to a, a marquee vet, whether it's Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, you see where I'm going there. And yep. then in the offseason, they look around and they realize, all right, we got Trevor Lawrence, franchise quarterback on a rookie deal. We need to go spend. And they go out and they make two or three key additions in free agency to bolster. And then next year is the year we're talking about them winning the Super Bowl. That's, Carlin, I, I think we're a year away. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Listen. You missed the show at all? You got to go download, subscribe, rate, review the podcast. It is available wherever you get your podcast. Chris Carlin and Joe Fortenbaugh, 
follow him. I, I really want him to follow you more on Instagram. I think it's fascinating to look at you. <laughs> at Jay Fortenbaugh, at that guy Carlin, because I know it's fascinating to look at me. You're welcome. Uh, in just moments, <laughs> we go to Boulder, Colorado. The greatest story in college sports right now is Deion Sanders. And we go live to visit with one of our compadres and really get a feel for just how personal it's getting before tomorrow's matchup with Colorado State and Colorado. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Versus Joe on ESPN Radio. I told them I took my hat off and I took my glasses off and I said, when I talk to grown-ups, I take my hat and my glasses off. That's what my mother talked about. Trying to get out of here and be the best coach I could be, and I look up and I read some bull junk that Dan said about us. It was just gonna be a good game. Damn, mess around and made it. What am I supposed to say to that? I mean, the first day we were just two African-Americans. Yeah. You know, complimenting one another, and we were doing it like it's supposed to be done. But, you know, I, I, I guess out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Primetime Deion Sanders earlier today on First Take, which was live from Boulder, as is the Pat McAfee show. He was on there as well. Aaron Rodgers going to be on McAfee today, 2 p.m. on ESPN's YouTube channel. Don't want to miss that. Our guy Harry Douglas is out in Boulder co-host of Freddie and Harry right here on ESPN Radio, follows us each and every day at 3 p.m. Eastern. Harold Arthur Anthony Douglas. How are you, my friend? We appreciate the I'm time. I'm doing well, guys. I'm doing well. No, I'm glad to be on with you. Y'all know how much I, I love y'all and, you know, doing radio or whatever show we're on. I truly, truly enjoy it. All right, Harry. You've been there for, what, 24 hours now or so. So what's the feeling around Boulder versus what it's been like at different game day locations leading up to a big game? Well, the vibe is amazing. Um, it's electric here um, in Boulder, Colorado. You have a lot of fans, a lot of students that are excited about not only college game day being here, but first take in Pat McAfee's show. And it's the ESPN game, and Lewis Riddick is out here as well, I believe, with Mark Jones and – it's just the, the, the vibe, the ambiance is something that I'm pretty sure a lot of people couldn't even imagine before this season started because there were so many questions um, about, you know, Coach Prime and the program. 
I was always a believer, but that wasn't the case for everyone else. So now we're seeing the the, the everything that Coach Prime, uh, his vision, come to fruition, and now they're sitting ranked 18th in the country right now with an opportunity to get another win versus Colorado State. And the two biggest games of their season, I honestly believe, it's going to be two uh, uh, right after this week when you got to go. They got to go to Oregon and actually play USC at home. So, really looking forward to embracing everything here in Boulder though, right now. HD, you know me. I like to, on very rare occasion, dabble with the point spreads and keep an eye on things <laughs> of that nature. And I was looking at this game, and I kept thinking to myself, you got a Colorado team laying twenty-four points against Colorado State. That's a huge number to cover especially when you have exactly what you just mentioned, Oregon and USC on the horizon. Guys can get caught looking ahead in those situations, which can make the underdog a good bet. But then you've got this spot where Jay Norvell comes out and he starts talking about Dion's hat and his sunglasses. And now it seems like he's made sure Colorado has all of its attention on Colorado State. So is there any chance of a look ahead here? No, I don't think so, uh, especially because what you just mentioned, Joe, Jay Norvell coming out and saying it, which I thought it was very immature. And you always, you know, talk to your players about not giving the opposing team bulletin board material. But here you go as a head coach, you're going out and doing some of the same things. And we've heard, you know, Coach Prime, his son, his players, and even him himself speak about this matter. And now things have gotten personal. And we've seen the last two weeks when things have gotten personal, this team has really put up a lot of points. And we got to remember, this is a Colorado State team that just gave up 50 points to Washington State and Cameron Ward. And he threw for over 450 yards against them. So I'm pretty sure this offense for Colorado, those guys are licking their chops in that defense. They want to go out there and back up their head coach because, you know, the comment that he made, I personally thought it was it, it was personal. Harry Douglas, co-host of Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, Countdown to Game Day, ESPN Digital as well. He is in Boulder. Harry, um... How has Dion changed the sport, especially this quickly? Well, he's doing it his way. And that, and I'll say that was a lot, a lot of, you know, big-time programs fear, right? Because Dion doesn't do things the, nat- the natural, traditional way. He's going to do things his way. It's not going to be many people telling him, hey, you can't do this. you got to do it this way, and rightfully so. Um, but what the athletic director at Colorado did was believed in Deion Sanders that he was going to be able to get this program to where we see it right now, and that's what we're actually witnessing. But I think it's going to uh, you know, open up doors for other programs to say, you know what, maybe we don't have to do things the traditional way. When you look at uh, the NFL level, you look at Mike McDaniel and the way he does things, when you look at you know Dan Campbell with the Detroit Lions and the way he does things, and you look at all of those organizations, whether it's college or the National Football League, there's no one, one, one right way to go about your program. As long as you're getting positive results and these young men are becoming better as, as people, but also out there at the same time performing on the football field, I'm okay with that, but I think it's also going to open up a lot more, a lot of more uh, doors for other coaches who should probably get an opportunity. But you know, athletic directors and presidents may be a little nervous. There's no reason to be a little nervous. We're talking about Colorado on every level. The amount of money that this university is making right now, because of Deion Sanders and because of those guys going out there and playing at a high level, is remarkable, and it's a it's a blessing to actually see. Harry Douglas, co-host of Freddie and Harry, 
joining Carlin versus Joe here on ESPN Radio. All right, news just broke right before you joined us. Alabama has announced that they are benching quarterback Jalen Milrow for Notre Dame transfer Tyler Buckner versus South Florida this weekend. What's your reaction? Are you surprised Milrow got the hook this fast? Um, not really. I was at the Alabama Texas game and I've seen Jalen Milrow really struggle. Right there are a few throws that he made that. Uh, probably cost him the football game. And actually, there was another throw in the end zone that I thought really should have got intercepted as well. And you look over at the opposite side and you see Quinn Ewers making play after play after play. So I think if 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 uh, if Nick Saban was going, going to make this move, this week was the best time to do it because they play South Florida. Now, we all expect Alabama to win this football game. So if Tyler Buckner needs that confidence and needs an opponent to you know build himself up, and get the team and the other guys in the program behind him, this is the perfect week to be able to do it because Alabama can't afford to have any more losses. Now, I will say this. One thing I do got to give Jalen Miro credit for is that when I watched him turn that football over and things weren't well, um, he quickly didn't dwell on it, right? He came right back and still made plays. But I think the efficiency and being able to push the football down the field and not make the mistakes. That is pivotal right now for Alabama. And I think when you look at a team who lost so many people defensively that played meaningful roles, and then you lose the Heisman Trophy winner in Bryce Young, and you're looking at your program as a whole right now and what can probably hinder you from making the college football playoffs and potentially winning the SEC championship, it is the quarterback position. Harry, enjoy it tomorrow. He is Harry Douglas, co-host of Freddie and Harry. And, of course, he is on Countdown to Game Day as well on ESPN Digital. Good stuff, man. Enjoy Boulder. It's going to be awesome. Thanks, fellas. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to crowd surf tomorrow. It's up to air right now. <laughs> yes, go air. for it. Oh, you have to do it. Yes. It's be a decision. Of course you do. Come on, Harry. He's well, my got suit that I'm wearing is a very nice suit, and it's very tailored, so I don't want anything to happen to that. That's a fair point. Very fair point right there. That's smart. Costs a lot of, costs a lot of money, guys. He is about the style first and foremost. He always has been. That's Harry Douglas on ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. The bigger the parlay, Show me the, money. the more it will pay. It's big money. Very big money. It's time to head into the control room for this week's producer parlay. So last week we had an opportunity with the producer parlay to make a little bit of money. Joseph, explain to everyone what the producer parlay is. It's basically you and I being very magnanimous and generous to all the producers here at ESPN Radio. We mm-hmm. put up the money for an 18 parlay. Eight different shows come up with their pick for the weekend. We put them all together. We mash it into a $20 parlay. And if it cashes, the money goes back to the producer. So it's on them. They right. have no liability here. We assume that. They have all the upside in the world to get it right. So the money minus a handling fee goes back to the producers. Correct. Minus the handling fee. We would take back the $20. We would give them the white meat. Right. That's, um, see, traditionally, handling fees around 40, 50%, I thought. But <laughs> I, at least it's going to be now. Anyway, let us turn to our producer, Evan Wilner, our associate producer, a good friend, Eric Hanman, to fill us in on today's producer partner. 
Yeah, so we'll start with unsportsmanlike in the morning. They're going with Anthony Richardson over 198.5 yards. Greeny is going with Seahawks. That's plus five. We couldn't get the hook uh, on DraftKings where we placed this. So it's Seahawks plus five against the Lions. Mm. Freddie and Harry went Patriots plus three. So they are fading wow. your bet from the ESPN Radio Pick'em. And the Paul Feinbaum Show is picking T. Higgins over 60 and a half yards. Mm. Receiving. Interesting. Interesting. All After right. Higgins didn't have one catch last week. Right out of the gate, Richardson over 198 and a half passing yards against Houston. That's I don't think that's a bad wager at all. He threw for like 220 plus against They're, Jacksonville last week, and he's going to get in a game here. We'll have an opportunity to make some plays against a Houston defense that's average at best. Seahawks plus five. I agree with Greeny. I'm going to be on Seahawks as well. Freddie and Harry going Patriots plus three. Okay, they're at home. Sunday Night Football makes sense. Fine mom show going over on Higgins. Big matchup. Big matchup against the Ravens, but that Ravens secondary, Carlin's banged up, so could be a favorable situation for T. Higgins. Get him involved, Joe B. Yeah, and listen, I think he had seven targets last week without a catch. I mean, that's tough to do. That's tough Very to do. So. Very but it happened. So. All right. Second half. Eric Hanman, go. All right, we're going to start with our pick for Carlin versus Joe here, and that is my responsibility. Mm. We've heard four NFL picks so far. And I'm going UFC. Noche night, tomorrow night, Valentina Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso for the flyweight women's title. Free on ESPN+. Plus. I'm picking Valentina Shevchenko on the money line there. We're going to go to game night next. This one sounds familiar. Jets at Cowboys going with the under 38 and a half total points. Mm-hmm. Amber and Ian, Kadarius Tony redemption game. Anytime touchdown for him. And then for the remotes, Brock Purdy. Over one and a half passing TDs. Okay, let me tell you something. If you get seven out of eight and Kadarius Tony doesn't land, we are going to lambaste James Steele. Just destroy him. And that is a James Steele influence right there because he is the producer of that show, your former producer, and a massive Chiefs fan as well. He is not going to make money right there, my friend. He is going with his heart. And as we know, that is not a key to successful wagering. Yeah, but here's the thing. This is a $20 bet that pays, are we looking at $24,000? is I don't that think what that's this pays? Right. 24 so, Evan. No, it would, it would pay about it would pay like 4500 bucks. Because a $10 bet would pay $2245. So a $20 bet would play would pay roughly 5 grand. Okay, so I was looking at this wrong on the screen. That's that's my fault. That's my fault. All right, so we got a 5 grand payday here, but the Kadarius Tony anytime TD I'm assuming is plus money, which is always nice for a parlay in terms of boosting the price. What Eric's trying to slide in here, uh bury the headline, Shevchenko's minus 165, minus 170. So he's taking a nice little comfortable favorite while everyone else is laying minus 110. Isn't that the case, Handman? Uh yes, it would appear appear that way. It, it's, it's not that it would appear that way. It no, is, it is that, that way. way. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't blame do you, you because do you I like me, Shevchenko. Do you want me to bet it uh, by decision? Do you want me to pick how she's going to win? No. no, 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 no. I'm just busting your chops. I want <laughs> you to bet it the way you are comfortable betting it. This is me just busting your chops. And quite frankly, I agree. That's going to end up making pizza money as well. Shevchenko in the first fight, which I was at here in Las Vegas. I'll be at this one on Saturday night, too. I live for fight night out here. Boxing and UFC. She was Shevchenko was minus 650. And she was winning that fight in the eyes of many on the cards before she got tapped late in the fourth round of a five-round fight. 
So now, instead of laying minus 650, I'm getting her at minus 165. I think there's value there. So, yeah, I agree with you on that bet. All right. Well, thank you. That makes me feel better about it. Again, James Steele, you've put put yourself in the crosshairs here. At least in my crosshairs. (laughs) Yeah, but is it worse than being the only person not to go NFL and lose? Oh, no. Listen, it goes without saying. Anytime that you are wrong, you are absolutely (laughs) getting destroyed. It's great to be in this seat. And I have been in that seat for many, many years. It is great to be in this seat because very rarely are you ever wrong. And it's amazing. It's amazing because if you're wrong, (laughs) eh, we just overlook it. Yeah, that's That's true. That's all there is to it. I got to say, this is a handsome card right here. Uh, last week, there was a lot of stuff where I just shook my head and thought, no way. No like way are they card. pulling it off. This one, there feels to be, there's some sharp action in here. There appears to be a, a well-thought-out plan to this week's producer's parlay. I'll give you guys credit. This uh, this is a good-looking one. All right. So let's see if you can come away with something here and get yourselves a little bit of cash minus a 30% handling fee. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, <laughs> Sirius XM, Channel 80. All right, little three-nugget potpourri from last night's game. Number one, you made this uh, point off the air earlier, and it's 100% true. Uh, the tush push is by far the best play in all of football, period. There is nothing in sports that I like from an execution standpoint more than the tush push. And if you don't know what that is, it's when Jalen Hurts gets under center, third and one, fourth and one, and the Eagle running backs and everyone just push him forward for the first down. It is an unstoppable play. I watch this play. I love this play. I think it is genius in its simplicity. It's really just applying physics and gravity. That's it. That's all it is. There's nothing else to it. And yet, for as effective as this is in a copycat league, you still have teams coming out on fourth and one, lining up in shotgun, handing the ball off five yards behind the line of scrimmage, and then getting tackled three yards behind the line of scrimmage, looking around going, I can't believe that didn't work. Like the Eagles are dominating this play. They have the blueprint for how to convert. And so many teams refuse to do it, especially in college football. Yeah. It drives me insane, Carlin. I totally agree. I totally agree. And there wasn't even much pushing last night. He no. kind of did it on his own. It's it, it's amazing to me that they have been able to master that more. Number two, everybody just stopped complaining about the touchback rule on Justin Jefferson's fumble. Here's an idea. Don't fumble the ball near the goal line. <laughs> that's just, that's all I'm going to come up with here. Because I don't know if you know that this is uh, the case. Ball security in football, extremely difficult. Turnovers, a big stat in football. Don't know if you knew that. Maybe if you don't turn it over near the goal line, you won't have to worry about it. And you know what? When you turn it over near the goal line, it should be doubly punished, and that's exactly what it is. See, I I think that this is too punitive. It's too punitive. If you lose the ball, it just... The idea that it goes through the end zone and the other team's going to get the ball and then they get to go start out on the 20 so they're not even pinned deep. That just, it feels like you're being punished very severely, more severely than you need to for the mistake that's happened. I, well, I, I, I am not a fan of that rule. I hate that rule. Hate I it. Because no- I, I feel like I'm always on the wrong end of the damn thing. I either have an over or I have the team that's going in. I am always on the wrong end of that. Yep. Well, listen, it happens. Tough. Don't fumble. Uh, last yeah. thing. A.J. Brown, very upset last night. I couldn't stand it. 
Devontae Smith catching bombs all over the place. They rush for 260 yards, and he's upset he's not getting the ball. It worries me. It worries me that the team's winning, things are looking good, and you're upset you're not getting the ball. That's a me guy right there. I'm hoping that it's just a a one-time thing. I'm hoping it's a one-time thing. The emotions got the better of them. What 0-1 team needs a win the most? That's next. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.